freedom. I guess in all practicality, one of the things we value most is our freedom. We love the privilege of doing as we please when we get ready. As Americans, we revel in the bounty of opportunities afforded to us in this great country. Uh, we just got a lot of things to do, y'all. We can travel to the mountains, play on snow-capped peaks, run in streams and fish to our heart's content. We can lay on beaches so that we glow like the sun or simply take in a movie or enjoy a meal at our favorite restaurant. The opportunities to enjoy our lives essentially are innumerable. And what a joy it is to be able to live with that kind of blessing and privilege. But with privilege comes responsibility. While we are a nation, we are individuals with a responsibility to live in accountability to each other. As a preacher pastor, I live in constant accountability of the places I go, the people I associate with, the things I do, and the words I say. And while I have the right to go wherever I choose, be with whoever I want, do whatever I want to do, and say whatever I want to say, I must remember that I am not my own. I belong to a community that infects and affects each other by their decisions. And, and I'll be the first to say it can be a tenuous existence, to say the least, always having to monitor the who, what, when, and where of your life for the sake of others. But that is the nature of being in the spotlight. I have to remember that what I am is his first. This vessel that I've been given stewardship over was and is Christ's vessel first. I did not create myself. I did not give myself life. I did not establish my goings about. I did not bring into order the sensibilities that animate and give expression to the life I enjoy. It was the Lord. My sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch were all brought into alignment by God's perfect will. I am what I am because of him. Therefore, how I live my life must cooperate with his divine plan to bless the community that is the human race. Again, it can be a difficult task because sometimes the stuff that I think is no big deal becomes a big deal to others. Now I have to readjust how I do me for the sake of someone else. My freedom, my freedom has been encumbered by the immaturity or lack of experience of another. But that is one of the prices of being called a child of God. We are each other's responsibility. I remember when I was just starting out as a young preacher, I had come from playing basketball and being outside of something. I came into the church and an elder woman saw me. She said, you shouldn't be wearing those shorts as a young preacher. That's, that's not becoming. I thought to myself, I just came from outside playing ball. I just I just came over here. My shorts ain't that short no way. I ain't mean any harm. I was just doing me. But for me, doing me offended her. So ever since that day, I have had an acute sensitivity to the shorts I wear. Not because shorts are wrong, but because that day when I was young, my life adversely affected another life. That may not seem like a lot to you, but to me it was huge. I didn't want anything I did to make someone think less of the God I served. To be a Christian is a big deal, not just because um, we represent God, but because we carry each other. As a son, 
I don't want to shame my parents as a husband. I don't want to disrespect my wife as a father. I don't want to disregard my children. And as a pastor, I don't want to embarrass my church. And the best way to do that is to carry them with love, honor, regard, and respect in my heart. I must hold them in high esteem. I don't need to let my freedom become a burden to others. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 15, Paul writes, he says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. This, this is an interesting passage because it calls the body of Christ to accountability to and with each other. It is Paul's way of saying, y'all do right. Don't act ugly. Don't mistreat one another. When we got saved, God gave us the freedom to live. We can go, do, become, experience, and encounter life at every level and in varied forms. We are free. And those whom the Lord has set free are free indeed. However, according to Paul, our freedom or liberty should not be used as an opportunity for the flesh. While my life is my own, it is also responsible to yours. Six of the Ten Commandments are about our interaction with each other, while four deal with our relationship to God, which means that how we interact with each other matters to God. God says, you can't love me, adore me, or serve me, or live for me while not regarding each other. Paul sums up the idea by quoting Jesus. He says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. This love we have is not just about how we treat each other, but how we regard each other as we do our lives. It is the intention to live recognizing that we are a community built in Jesus, by Jesus, and for Jesus. It is a community of conscientious involvement. In other words, I think about you. Paul says, if we don't live with this mindset, we live agitating and irritating each other. And ain't nothing more irritating, y'all, than people that get on your nerves. Can I get an amen out there somewhere? Paul says eventually we will devour one another. Then he offers this caveat. Beware lest you be consumed by one another. In other words, while I'm doing me and you are doing you, we kill each other in the process. While I look at the wonderful country we live in, I get a sense that that is what we're doing. We're killing each other in some cases with physical violence, but mostly with our words. Whoever said sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me, have, have not heard some of the things we say to each other. Words carry power. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. That can be positive or negative. Proverbs 15, 4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs twelve eighteen. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Our words give expression to who we are and the life we live. We are not one or the other. We are both. Make no mistake about it. We are to speak the truth. But we are to speak the truth in love 
exemplifying the love of Christ as we do it. We do have freedom, but not without accountability. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church, Indian Trail, Marshfield, North Carolina, and you've been listening to Soul Free.